Somewhere I've never visited, never heard of, in all honesty, and somewhere I imagine is rarely featured in films or documentaries. This isn't Beijing or Shanghai. This is a manufacturing area sometimes referred to, thanks to its automotive industry, as the Detroit of China, which just sounds lovely, doesn't it? And it's there that The Farewell makes its home. The story of a young expat, played by rapper and actress Aquafina, living a largely solitary existence in New York, who receives word that her grandmother, whom she calls frequently, is dying of cancer. Not only that, but her family have made the decision to not tell her, on the logic that she will enjoy her final months much more if she's living in blissful ignorance. Cultures clash, ideas are raised, and a father-daughter karaoke duet is sung to a song you won't guess in a million, million years. But is it any good? Is the filmmaking on display fair tight? Airtight. Um, I had to clarify that one. Yeah. Or is the film, to put it bluntly, well shit? Gosh. Fair tight or well shit? Technically, they both make sense. To help me decide is the glamorous, if unaware, Japanese girl to my emotionally unstable Chinese boy, Tiffany B. Tiffany B, in a spoiler-free context, what did you think of The Farewell? Hmm. <laughs> um, in a spoiler-free context, I thought it was very good. Oh. I very much enjoyed it. Oh, um, two Vs. I thought that I would. I thought that I would enjoy it. Why did you think you would enjoy it? Because when I saw the trailer, I knew it was what those kind of films that I really enjoy that are quiet. Okay. They're about, you know, quite a small group of people. Mm-hmm. And and not to say the issue is small, but, you know, it's not the end of the world or it's not, you know, it, it impacts those involved. A family drama. Yes, exactly. And so it's quiet... And it's small, and it's it meditates on things. I I really enjoy those kind of films, and I really enjoy this. I think largely for the, those reasons, nice. partly for those reasons. Yeah. Um, it's just a tone that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, very kind of character heavy, and it's not always done well. No. Sometimes those kind of films can be kind of boring. 
I have often been like, well, nothing happened. What happened? <laughs> and then you could say the same. Like, you could argue against me yeah. with this film. Well, what happened? Nothing really happened. But it, it deals with this kind of issue or whatever issues it's dealing with um, in a very kind of sophisticated and um, warm way. Okay. Affection towards their characters. Okay. Um, that I think draws me in. Nice. I think it's always a good combination when a trailer sets up a story that is inherently sad, as this one is. It's yeah. dealing with death, but it deals with it without losing humour. Yes. I think that's always a bit of a bit of a dynamite combination. Yeah. I, I just think, yeah, much more appealing to me and also just more human. And it's like, you know, though, we, we've talked about before... Um, these kind of books or films that um, really focus on terrible things. What's the worst thing that can yeah. happen? Let's talk about it. It's terrible. Oh, abused by his dad. Yeah. Awful, uh, awful drugs and the... Yeah. And they're like, we're just going to show this. We're going to show this in all its terrible awfulness. And you're going to know that this happens and you're going to feel terrible. And that's one way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Yeah, I don't know, like showing difficult situations with without taking absolutely everything seriously. Yeah. Because this is a serious issue. It yeah. doesn't really get much more serious than that. Absolutely not. And to approach it with humour. Personally, I feel like it's, it's more true to life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even in the darkest of moments, there's always humour. Yeah. Um, or maybe especially in the darkest of yeah. moments, there's humour. Maybe it's just that it's more cathartic. To have humour involved. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just that it's more human to me. I think that people aren't that serious really in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it reflects reality very well. But yeah, I do do love a bit of humour. And honestly, maybe I just need it. Yeah. When you're talking about things that are so dark and so difficult and so sad, mm. you need that moment to like let go because you're so yeah. wound up with emotion that you can't, I don't know. You're bursting to let go. Yeah. And I personally don't love crying through films, you know, yeah. like the notebook type of films. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, you know, manipulated in that way yeah. so that I'm just crying for the whole time. It's just not enjoyable to me. But laughing is very enjoyable to me. You do enjoy laughing, don't you? You enjoy the I'm laughter. I'm just one of those people. One of those weird people. One of those people. strange people. You said, do you want to um, laugh or do you want to not laugh? You'd probably tick the box. Laugh. Yes. Yeah. And what did you think about it, Daniel? Um, yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed it as well. I thought it was really good. I mean, because I'm uh, terrified of death. And so when you get a film like this that deals with it in a, you know, in a nice way, if, if other people can deal with it in a positive way, then it gives you a bit more hope to say, well, maybe I could deal with it in a positive yeah. way. Maybe yeah. I could, you know, maybe I could get through it without being reduced Breaking to a down. blubbering wreck. Um, doubt it doubt it yeah I mean it's not it's not looking good for me <laughs> um, um, so again a message out to everybody that I love out there please don't die it's something that we talk about quite a lot on flicks that I am a uh, and I think both of us to a, to an extent but possibly me more than you even is uh, I'm, a, I'm a story guy yeah. I like a story I want to be yeah. told a story and sometimes you get these kind of meandery oh yeah but what does it feel about the blue and I'm like no what, what's, what, tell me a story um, and that's true for for the vast majority but then occasionally a film like this comes along that I enjoy in spite of its kind of 
lack, lack of story. Of story. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say I enjoyed it because it had no story. Um, and if it did have a story with it, there's a chance that I would have enjoyed it even more. Yeah. But the, the lack of story didn't impede my enjoyment from it. Yeah. Uh, and I think part of that is down to the, the fact that it, as I alluded to in the intro, having a look at a different culture. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as, you know, that I think Hollywood is starting to realise now it's possible to kind of empathise and project yourself onto a protagonist who doesn't look like you. Um, or hasn't got the same experiences as you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because the, if the, the emotions are kind of universal, then you can get on board with it. Um, and it's just really interesting, I think. It adds that extra layer. I, I said to you when we came out of this, I, I wonder um, whether I, I... And I don't think I would have enjoyed this as much if it had been set in America. I mean, obviously, the, the, the kind mean, of culture clash thing is, yeah. is, is a big part of it, but something of an equivalent level of story, yeah. equivalent tone, equivalent all of these other things, um, that but set in America mm. or England possibly wouldn't have been as interesting to me, wouldn't have kind of captured my imagination in the way that it did. But um, yeah. the fact that it's it's kind of meandering around this story whilst at the same time kind of exploring a different culture and saying, oh, in this culture they do it like this and this happens and, you know, yeah. oh, right, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. It's an extra, you know, an extra selling point, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it says, hey, come and spend some time with some characters that you're going to empathise with and think about some things that, you know, uh, answer some questions that this film's going to ask, but also learn a bit more about a culture that you didn't really know about. That's true. I think yeah. it's a, you know, it's a win-win. Yeah. Who was your MVP? Um, my MVP was Lulu Wang. Ah, uh, mine too. Ah, ah. How boring. Gosh. Why did you pick old LLW? Um, well, because she was the director and writer. Yes. And I think that uh, those are the things that made this film. The way that it was written. Mm. The way that it was meandery. Mm -hmm. But... Um, the fact that it was still very, very interesting that she, she obviously built in the humor. Yeah. She built in the sadness. She built in the story. Uh, she, you know, everything, I guess, from that sense came from her. So I think she struck a really good tone in the writing and in the directing. Yeah. I think it, these kind of films are so inherent, you know, obviously you have to have a great cast mm. because there's so much time spent with them. Yeah. But without the story, you can have an amazing cast and yeah. without the tone being really clear. Mm. Like, what, what am I trying to do here and how am I going to do it? Yeah. I think it, it felt like a film where she had a lot of control over what she wanted yeah. the story to be. I would assume she would be the driving force behind what the tone was and, and you know, communicating that story effectively. Yeah. And I think it was very good. Yeah, I think with the ginormo kind of blockbusters, your big Marvel films or your big Mission Impossible films or your big Transformers films or whatever it is, there's a billion people working on them. Yeah. And so the, the responsibility for how... Obviously, the director's still in charge yeah. of how it all goes, but there's producers in there and there's you know special effects people and second unit people and stunt people and whatnot. But I feel like for a smaller film like this, so much more of the burden of... Yeah. What is the audience going to feel when they're watching this film falls on the shoulders of, especially if it's a, it is a writer director. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think she did it really well. Yeah. She knew what she wanted to do, um, and it all felt very kind of deliberate. And yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I I'm not clever enough to know how you would do that to have a story that 
doesn't necessarily feel like it's kind of surging forwards in terms of, well, we've got to get to the next plot point kind yeah. of thing. It's not surging forward in terms of, oh, here's a big set piece that we're, that we're working towards. And yet it doesn't feel slow. It's, no. it's the difference between a slow film and a deliberate film. And I, I, like I say, I'm not clever enough to know how you would yeah. make a film deliberate as opposed to just slow. Yeah. Um, but what she obviously does, and she yeah. did it very but well. But it wasn't slow. It was short, wasn't it? In the yeah, grand but scheme I, of things. But I just mean in terms of like the pace, the pace of it. it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a, a rush to the to the finish line. No. It, it was all paced very kind of. Yes. It was a, a slow paced film, but it didn't feel. You weren't looking at your watch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But like you made a very good point also that it was what it was like a hundred minutes, ninety five minutes. Which I something. think you know. Ugh helps because it makes it tight it's like this is a story that i want to tell i'm going to come and tell it and then i'm going to go like yeah and i love that Mm. i love films that are just yeah that deliberateness of it um and and the efficiency of telling a story it feels like i'm going to tell you what's relevant i'm going to you know these scenes are all essential yeah there's nothing there that you're you is not necessary to you know, yeah. moving the forward, the story forward. So I always appreciate that. Nice. And it, yeah, it, it, in contrast to say something like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. That was very, that felt very... Full sl- of that's stuff like, that could have been cut. Yeah. And it, that's like what, almost three hours. Yeah. And this is 90 minutes or yeah. 92 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Very, very short. Comes in does what it needs to do. And it shows that you you can, you don't have to be, and it's obviously weird with me saying this, but you don't have to tell a huge story. No. You can tell a small contained story as long as you don't fucking outstay your welcome. Yeah. Just come in. Yeah. Tell whatever level, level of story you need to, and then just get out quickly. Yeah. Because I don't You've know. You've done your job. Yeah. As long as people are, you know, walking away with, like you say, the emotion and the, the, the information that you yeah. need them to, then you've done your job. And that's, it can be as short as, or as long as it needs to be, but it, it shouldn't be more than that. I feel like it's very rare to have somebody, a reviewer or any audience member walk out of a film going, I wish I was a bit longer. Yeah. And in most cases, that means it's a compliment because they're like, yeah. I enjoyed spending time with these characters. So I wanted yeah. to spend more time with them. Yeah. So that was our spoiler free review of The Farewell. Um, if you haven't seen the film uh, and you have been spurred into seeing it by our effusive words, please do. We would recommend that. And then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. If you have seen it and you're desperate to get into uh, hearing what we thought but without the constraints of spoiler-free, um, then you have only a jingle's worth of time um, to wait for that privilege. So uh, let's get into that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further Without watching the movie It's spoilers! There's the jingle, which can mean only one thing We are out of the desert of spoiler-free And we are heading headfirst into the swamp of spoiler-filled We'll be using, as ever, our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of Lulu Wang's. And it does just feel good to say that word, those names, 
Say it with me. Lulu Wang. Lulu Wang. Lulu Wang. Lulu Wang. Lovely rhythm to it. It's, it's a, got a wonderful mouth feel. Uh, the Farewell. Tiffany B. Give a point, will ya? Give a point about the farewell. The old lady was dying, was she? That's not long <laughs> for me at all. Um, sure. Sure. Okay. My first point is a positive, and it is um, the family dynamic. Nice. Uh, I felt like, although it was very culturally specific, mm-hmm. there were a lot of... Um, you know, people from countries that I've never been to, um, discussions and, and cultures and things that I am not familiar with. But I felt that the family and the dynamics of the family, although not, you know, specifically relevant to me, was universally familiar. Yeah. You know, everybody has families and they all have these funny, you know, little relationships within within them and... um. Yeah, although I feel like this was this was a Chinese family, clearly, and that was very relevant to, to the story and to their relationship. It was also just a family. Yeah. You know, with, like, the sons that don't really talk up to their mum and the wife that's a little bit annoyed with the mother-in-law mm. and, you know, the, the kind of uh, chubby um, grandchild or nephew who's always on his phone or his laptop or whatever tablet thing um you know a little bit of uh jostling between the sister-in-laws and you know just just those the nan who's who's kind of um you know holds it all together but is you know admonishes people and, and and treats them all like their kids really and yeah, all of that kind of melting pot of things, funny, you know, very kind of specific characters. Yeah. With all their own little, uh, you know, personalities, but I think also baggage that yeah. all families have, you know, underlying little, well, you did that and oh, I'm not so happy about that. Yeah. Or, you know, well, why did you move to America? And, you know, all these kind of little... And I just love that because I feel it says so much without having to say, well, remember in 1920... 1920... <laughs> 1992 when you did this. Yeah. You know, and, and it doesn't say, but you get a very clear sense that, okay, you two have obviously had an argument about this in the past or there's obviously some kind of yeah. issue underneath. Um. And it feels real. I love that because no family's perfect. You mm-hmm. know, much as you can sometimes indulge in these films where the families all love each other and it's yeah. all perfect and wonderful. And their arguments are, you know, non-arguments. Mm. I love I love families that have issues. Yeah. And that, you know, still love each other, but they're not perfect. And I feel like this was a great example of that where, you know, you feel affection toward them all. You feel affection towards them as a family and you see that they feel affection to each other. Yeah. But it doesn't stop them from being like, oh, she's so annoying. Why is she mm. saying that? Or, oh, this person, you know, this person is a little rude or this person always eats too much. I don't know. You yeah. know, just those little dynamics all seeping through. Um, and I think, yeah, that that's universally kind of familiar. Yeah whether you know those specific issues are relevant in for your family just the dynamics and the issues that are bubbling just below the surface uh i think are familiar to everyone yeah um 
Yeah, and so I thought this was really well done in that sense. Mm. Very subtle, but very present. Um, yeah, and very enjoyable, and also very humorous as well on occasion. Yeah, yeah, because you get the obviously there's that big kind of conversation slash you know it's a, it's not an argument because it's all kind of very civil, but it's you know the emotions at play. It's yeah. a, it's a slanging match. With the, oh, so, oh, but you are going to send your kid away for university, but you're criticizing me for this, but you're going to. And so that mum, not her mum, but the other mum who was like, oh, so why did you move away to, if you love China so much, why did you move away to America? And then she's a a bit kind of shallow in some other scene as well. And so you think, oh, right, so she's like the bad guy of the the film. But then in the uh, wedding scene, when they're doing their wedding toast, somebody kind of calls her out as like when you've looked after Nan all this time and we really appreciate it and so there's that there's no good guys and bad guys it's just everybody's got their own little you know little annoyances a little virtues and little yeah because even the Nan who is you know somewhat the star of the show yeah she you know the mum is like well actually she's been kind of a bitch to me yeah um which I think is interesting as well because obviously um, Aquafina's character loves her nan, yeah, and she's you know perfect. Can do and, no wrong, yeah. And for her mum then to be like, well, you know, I'm maybe being a bit insensitive because she's not that nice. Yeah, she hasn't always been that nice. To yeah, me. and um, yeah, and I think that's interesting because it, yeah, everybody's well rounded. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Um, yeah, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, I I think um, I mean that kind of leads me on to. Uh, one of my points, oh my goodness. Go on, man. Oh my goodness, it's all come full circle. Um, one of my, uh, yeah, positives is, and I'm going to murder this pronunciation, but I'm just going to dive into it. Okay. So Do here we best. go. Shu Zhen Zhao. Is that the dad? That is the, that is Nai Nai. Oh. Um, who apparently is quite a big star in yes. uh, Chinese cinema yeah. and had to be kind of convinced to, to take the role. But I think she's amazing. Yeah. I think she's really good. She, like you say, she has that kind of, um, that kind of dual sense of she's very sweet and she's very smiley and very bubbly and you're immediately warm to her. And so then even when she's saying kind of dickish things and saying people are fat and, say, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of criticizing other people and, kind yeah. of being a bit of a dick you can't you don't no. dislike her yeah. but then when the mum says yeah she's kind of an arsehole to me you kind of think well yeah if you're always getting that side of things and you're yeah. not getting the, the nice. really complimentary side of things yeah. as well you think yeah it probably could not um, be so nice yeah to have that kind of both levels both you know two sides of it going on at the same time yeah um and yeah I, I just think she was really good and really 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 engaging she's the kind of Nan, that even though she can say some pretty insensitive things, she's the kind of Nan that you kind of want. Yeah, she's got, she's the kind of Nan that you want on your side. If she's on yes. your side, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, this is my Nan. She, yeah. yeah, she's really cute and really fun, and um, yeah, yeah. says weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was great. Yeah, I had a similar point with like the relationship between Billy and her grandmother. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah. And like you say, obviously it's nice for her because she's on her side. Mm. She kind of confides in her. Like, yeah. oh God, what are, they, what are they like when I'm not here in the bedroom? And like, yeah. yeah, little comments about people. And 
you know, I just love when she says, oh, silly, stupid child, stupid yeah. child to her. And she's like teasing her. And But she's so warm. She's, yeah. You know, she just seems like such a warm character. Yeah. Even though she has these little edges. Yeah. That come through sometimes. Um, yeah. And it's really cute because obviously Billy seems like she maybe doesn't have a great relationship with her mum. Yeah. Or that there's a little bit of, you know, um, difficulty there sometimes. Her dad seems pretty, you know, compliant. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to, whatever. Of course, <laughs> I need a quiet life. That's yeah. just whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it seems like she, Billy finds a lot of comfort and a lot of, um, I don't know what, like, affiliation with her grandmother. And mm. she obviously talks to her a lot, like you say, at the beginning. And then, you know, the re- the relationship is, is a big part of what the film is about. Mm. It's about her, you know coming to see her and, and, you know, learning about her own culture and things like that. But um, but their relationship, even though they're so different. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, Billy is super American mm. and her grandmother isn't at all. You know, I don't know, it's not said, but she seems like the kind of character that's like, I've never left China. I've maybe yeah. never left, you know, this area that yeah. I'm from because why would I? This mm. is where I'm from. Yeah, and even though there's that gap, there's still such affection between them. Yeah. And such familiarity. And I love, um, you know, that it seems like Billy feels like she can be open with her and talk to her about things yeah. that maybe she doesn't seem to I mean, be able to I mean, she's the first one to. she tells that she's lost yeah, her exactly, grand because, or whatever. Fellowship. Well, you know, she obviously trusts her yeah. and values her opinion and needs her support maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think that relationship is, I mean, it's really the heart of the film. Mm. Um, but both of them do such a good job. But yeah, I agree. She's, um, the nan, I won't try and pronounce her name. Um, she... I won't try and butcher it like you did. Well, maybe you did a good job. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but she, yeah, she's lovely. And she's, she's interesting and she's not again she's human she's not perfect yeah and the film doesn't present her as such Mm. but you do still love her you do still want her to be the matriarch of your family yeah because and yeah i think it says a lot when um yeah when billy does confide in her and say you know i I didn't get the fellowship or the grant or whatever it was and her first instinct is like well it'll be fine you'll be fine won't you yeah and it's like for all of her oh you've got a fat ass or you know yeah, whatever yeah. it is the little kind of barbs here or there it's like that's where it counts yeah that's 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 the crux of the relationship if somebody's supportive of you then the other things you can just kind of you Let know go. you have to put up with them yeah if they're if they're behind you and they're yeah. backing you and they want you to do well and they 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 whatever su- happens yeah, yeah. then you think, yeah, I'll put up with her, you know, saying that she likes my fat ass. Then, yeah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> I think that was a term of endearment. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a negative then. Whoa! If I may, please. Uh, my negative is Aquafina. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. That's right. Why? Um. It may be unfair on her. There's a possibility that it, it may be unfair on her, but a lot of the reviews that I've read of it praise her a lot. Yeah. It's, oh my god, Aquafina, she's so. Oh my god, she's so good in this. Oh my goodness, she's. Oh, she's amazing in this. 
And I just didn't really see it. No. I th- I, for, for a decent amount of it, she kind of annoyed me because she was acting like she was six or something. Yeah. It's like, she's clearly... Right, so the direction is... Billy's really sad at this point because she knows her nine-eye is going to die, nine-eye die, and she can't say anything about it. She can't really express her feelings, so she's going to be... You know, that's all going to be within her. And she interpreted that as like, hmm, yeah, like, I'm six years old and I wanted to go to McDonald's and, no, you know, I haven't been allowed to go to McDonald's. She's got this kind of mopey face and she's, like, hunched over, like... Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know whether it was a deliberate kind of character choice of like, oh, she doesn't have very, you know, sophisticated emotions or whatever it might be. But it kind of, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, okay, we get it. I I understand that part of the character is like that they're worried that she's going to let on because she's very, she can't hide her emotions that well. But I feel like there's better ways to do it than like, and obviously those kind of incredible facial expressions and impressions that I was doing there won't come across in a podcast. I understand that. I'm not out of my mind. But, (laughs) um, yeah, I just thought she was a bit kind of... It was a very, like, one-note performance of being sad. And obviously she's crying in different scenes and blah, 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 and that's all fine. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just... It's possibly in reaction to a lot of the praise that I've seen her get from other people. Yeah. But, um... I just, I don't know, I just didn't think she was, I think she was a bit disappointing. Interesting. Personally speaking. Personally speaking. Well, I have the opposite point. I have her as a positive. Well, there we go. Um, When two tribes go to war. Because I felt that she did a good job of that kind of low-key thing which is interesting that you feel differently. Yeah. That I felt like she was very quiet and, like, um, stifled with emotion. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I think you're right. Like, she did kind of have a slouchy kind of sadness about her. But I believe that. And to some extent, I think you're right in the sense that it was almost like she was a child. But I feel like she was... I don't know. I read that a lot more as with her family, she regresses into being a child because her family okay. are very like loud and dynamic and there's a lot of voices and there's a lot going on. Yeah. And she's, you know, the child at the dinner table kind of thing. Yeah. I thought she did a good job of showing, I don't really know what to do with my emotions here. Okay. Um, so it was very, you're right, it was very one note. I don't know. I think it worked for me. Okay. And then I think I really liked her... Again, her relationship with her grandmother and the fact that she kind of came alive a bit more with mm. her, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I really liked her. I liked her relationship with her mum and how she kind of negotiated that. Uh, I believed it, definitely. Yeah. Um, and just the kind of fish out of water thing, because it's that weird thing of, like, you are Chinese, but you're not. Yeah. Um. You're also American. Yeah. And I thought she did a good job of that, of the kind of, um, I don't know, being kind of somewhat in touch with her roots. Yeah. You know, the language is obviously the clearest mm-hmm. example of it, where she can speak some, but not, you know, not not very well or not very kind of sophisticated yeah. uh, level. I, li- I, have, I really liked her. Well, there we go. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? How that happened? Yeah. yeah. I must say, at first, I was like, oh dear. 
Yeah. I'm not sure she's going to be great. I didn't like her at first in the New York part, in the New yeah. York parts. But I really liked the way she was uh, with her family. And that obviously was a lot, most of the film. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought she was believable. I thought she was good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, how about that? There you go. It's the wonder of opinion, ladies and gentlemen. The wonder of opinion. Aquafina, boo. Aquafina, yeah. <laughs> so is it back Your, to me again? I think it's back to you, yeah. Holy flaps. Um, I will say shot selection. Uh, who? I mean, I should have looked up the cinematographer for this. That's maybe a. That's a that that's on me, guys. That's on me. Um, but I thought that it was shot in a really interesting way. Um, I thought that there were several sections where it all kind of played out in a single long shot. Yeah. Just you see the whole group and you see the dynamic going on between it and it's just people talking. And I quite liked that. It it was, I think for me, it it emphasised the, th- the theme of it in some ways of a lack of judgment. That yeah. A lot of the, the cinematography didn't tell you how to feel about things. Yeah. It was just observing. These are things that happen. It was just saying, this is a thing that's happening. These are what the different people are saying in this scene. You make your own mind up. Yeah. You make your own mind up where you're going to look, yeah. what you're going to focus on, how you're going to feel about it. Um, and I thought that was really nice. I felt like, the, again, it's it's the kind of thing that helps a lot with these kind of quieter films. Yeah. Because when it, it you know, it's a, a whole film aside from maybe... The, the wedding bit or, you know, a couple of other bits where it's it's a film of people talking in rooms. Yeah. Here's a room, here's some people talking in it, go. Here's another room, here's some people talking in it, go. And if it's all shot kind of fairly standardly, yeah. then that can kind of get a bit boring maybe. Yeah. But I felt like the cinematography kept things interesting. It was, it, yeah. it, you know, it was just looking at, at the scene in a, in a way that is not necessarily what, how you'd expect. Just, it doesn't need to be like, oh, here, everything's on a Dutch tilt and everything's, oh, it's this kind of, oh, it's, this is all shot through the CCTV camera and, oh, what's going, but just a little bit away from how you'd expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I, I thought it, it, it was really engaging and kind of, gave it a dynamism that, that I appreciated um, and yeah kind of like I say kind of it kind of emphasised the tone right emphasised the kind of you know this is a decision that these people have made what do you think of it it's not saying these people have made the wrong decision because they're not telling this old lady that she's dying yeah. and it's not saying oh my god these people have taken on this burden of of knowing and not you know what heroes they are it's just saying this is what's happening what do you think of it yeah and i think for a film like this where that is inevitably going to be something that people come out of the cinema asking each other yeah what would you have done oh yeah. would you have told your nan oh what's going on um i think yeah the the the, the cinematography and it's and it's odd that i would pick up on that because yeah. i'm not really a visual kind of guy no. that much um, so it, it must have been good. So hats off to the cinematographer, Anna Franquesa Solano. Oh. Just oh, just wonderful work. Just wonderful work. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pick up on one of the things that you said as another... <laughs> In your rambling... Uh... No, no. Just uh, towards the end, you kind of had a similar point to me, which was the exploration of death mm-hmm. and, like, 
the communication of it. So, you know, the central issue, like you say, of should should they have told her? Yeah. Or is it better not to have told her? Mm. And as you say, the kind of thing that you think inevitably you'll either think about or talk to someone about, that uh, question, dilemma, brings into play the kind of cultural approach, differences in cultural approaches to things. So like deaf here, you know, should you tell someone, should you not tell someone, etc. Um, I just think it's really interesting because yeah. at first you watch the trailer and you're like, oh my God, obviously they should tell her. Yeah. Like, how can you not tell someone? And then as the film goes on, you're like, what is the good of telling someone? <laughs> you know? And then, and then towards the end when they're like, oh, the real life nan yeah is still alive and she yeah. outlived her projected you know however long yeah by a significant amount yeah and you know obviously not to say that that would have happened anyway but it does raise an interesting question because you don't know yeah i think there's a phrase in the film of like about the cancer killing you it's not the cancer that kills you it's the knowledge of the cancer yeah. that kills you i'm sure there's it's more sophisticatedly put but it's a very interesting idea yeah. because, you know, you think about different theories about health and how, you know, how much of a part your mental health plays. Absolutely. And your, your mental well-being. And so, you know, does knowing you're going to die kill you quicker? Mm. It's an interesting, it's an interesting idea. And yeah. I don't think this film tries to answer that necessarily. No. And I don't know that it's an easy question to answer at all. You know, how would you test that ethically mm. anyway? But um, You'd have to give twins cancer in the <laughs> yes. same way on the same day yes. and tell one of them. Um, yeah, and so I just think it's really interesting. It's a really interesting thing that um, I think makes you uh, a bit more open to questioning things. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, in this, in this story coming from the Western world, we automatically think, yeah, you should tell her. Of course you should tell her. I mean, they and say I in the film that... It, it's like illegal yeah. not to tell her. So, fact, you know, we have those built into our laws. Mm. There's, it's not a debate. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing. We've decided this is the right thing. This is the ethical thing to do. And, yeah, so it's just, just interesting to kind of take something that you've always taken as a given. Yeah. That you haven't really questioned. Because why would you? And, you know, just shine a different light on it. I think that's the interesting thing about, you know, showing different cultures. Because yeah. you're like, oh, my way is not the only way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because, yeah, even on a, you know, it's a much smaller scale, but um, it's something that I know that you're a, a firm believer in. There's some people, some people that we know that shall remain nameless, that as soon as they have a thing of like, oh, I'm feeling a bit sniffly, it's like, right, I'm going to stay home all day. I'm not going to get out of bed. I'm yes. ill. That's what it means. I'm yes, ill, so I'm just going to wallow it. and I'm just going to, yeah. Whereas if they, you know, you do wonder whether if they'd got up and, you know, said, well, I'm probably fine and I'm, you know, it's yeah. just a little thing. Um, and this is just the kind of extreme version of that. Yeah. Where yeah. you think, well, I, you know, it's, oh, I've just got, a, you know, it hurts in my shoulder or whatever. Yeah. But I'm just going to get on with it because yeah. it's like, well, it's nothing, is it? It's just a, you know, especially as an old person, I imagine that's something you deal with all yeah, the time. Like, my shoulder that. just hurts now. That's yeah. just a thing that I have to live yeah. with. Cause I'm Every really now and old. again, I need to sit down because I'm in pain. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, I'm a big proponent of like mental well-being mm. impacting your physical health. And so perhaps I'm more, you know, 
amenable to the idea. Yeah. But it does it does raise that question to me, like, what is the good of sitting around and waiting to die? Mm. Like, who does that help? Yeah. But, you know, obviously on the other side, it's like, well, you know, what if she has things she wants to do before she dies? What if yeah. she has, you know, a will to sort out or yeah. money issues or people she wants to see or mm. anything, any number of things that it could be to... But I don't know, then then you think every meeting, everything would be so sad. Yeah. Imagine if you knew you were going to die, everything, you know, going to see your family, mm. taking your last trip to the cinema, your last holiday, your last this, your last that. Yeah. Everything would be so inherently sad mm. that would you really enjoy it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. It did, it did make me think, hmm, is that the right thing? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I think we were, we were talking about it when we came out. Of I, I don't know whether it's a, a good thing or a bad thing for the for the people around, like for for Billy in this film, and obviously the real life Nai Nai, you know, has lived on and is still doing a Tai Chi and stuff. But the the assumption is in this film that this is the last time that Billy's going to get to yeah. see her grandma. Yeah, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, because knowing that it's the last one, you'd make sure that you'd say everything that you needed to to them. You'd tell them you'd love them. You'd, you know, you'd yeah. give them a hug. You'd let them know how much they mean to you in a way that you might not if you didn't know. Yeah. But then... Is that really it, what you want like your last you say, memory sadness, to be? Of like, yeah. you know, crying into each other's arms. Yeah. Do you not want to remember, you know, having a nice time together? Yeah. It's got to be harder to have a nice time when you know you're going to die. Yeah. I'd imagine that. I don't know. I mean, I guess everyone's different and perhaps it's it's personal. You know, some people maybe could take it really well. Yeah. Some people might fall apart. And that's the clever thing with the film as well, that it doesn't say, like you say, it does... I mean, one of, one of my points is the, the light and the dark. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of talked about it in the uh, spoiler-free section, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but that it that it deals with the sadness and it deals with it in a, in a kind of a positive way and it it has humour around sad things and if yeah. something can make you sad and make you laugh I just think that's a that's a great combination yeah. I just think it's a really powerful because it, it it's so human yeah I think that that it's it's wanting to make a you know a joke at a funeral yeah it's such an inha- because that little much. bit of humour kind yeah. of pokes this you know, big bubble of sadness, yeah. and it it just allows everyone oh. to let go. Of yeah, it. yeah. Um, so I just think it, it did that really well, and I think it did to your point about not coming down on one side or the other, and yeah. that it's a personal thing. The 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 cleverest moment in the film, I think, because it solves the whole dilemma, yeah. it, the, where you don't have to say, "Is it right to withhold somebody's terminal diagnosis, or is it wrong?" Is the Western way better than the Eastern way? Is the Eastern way better than the Western way? Is, uh, was it Little Nine Nine? Yeah. This re- revelation that, well, Nine Nine did this to her husband. Yeah. And so it's so like, well, she her... believes in it. Yeah. She, she believes that that's the, the right, right thing to do. And yeah. so there's no discussion after that. Yeah. Because it's her choice. Yeah. And whether she knew that she was making it for herself or not, yeah. she thought at that time that the kindest thing that she could do for her husband was to not let him know. Yeah. And so that, yeah. There's no, there's like, no discussion. This is anymore. the right thing for her. Yeah. Yeah. So the only discussion then comes from the audience asking, "Would it be right for me?" Yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah I think it's, that's very, very clever. Yeah, 
And like you say, it doesn't. It it's very clear that it doesn't say things are right or wrong. Yeah. And um, you know the Americanized characters, you know, obviously struggle with it or mm-hmm. a little like torn. Maybe not the mum. It's really just her and her dad seem yeah. to be a little like mm, not so sure about this. Well, the dad. The Japanese bit... dad as well. Yeah. Because he like has that big breakdown yeah. in his. Uh... <laughs> I love my mum. I know. <laughs> the wedding. I know. Thing. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not about yourself. This yes. don't forget this is a wedding. This yes. is a wedding, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, and so the doubt is important, I think. You know? Yeah. The questioning, but not landing on an answer mm. is is important and interesting. Like I say, like like you said at the beginning, it it opens your horizons a little more. Yeah. There's nothing ever gonna be wrong with that, even if you land on the same answer as you would have yeah. done anyway. Just questioning yourself a little more and questioning, you know, your culture or things that you've taken for granted, I think is always is always a good thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, I also my last point was um humour. I just I just think there's something so wonderful and so human about yeah, like you say, darkness and light and Taking something that is just, you know, rough, Mm. awful, depressing and, and, you know, making fun of it, Mm. making light of it. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of moments where obviously the inherent humor and the fact that she doesn't know that she's going to die and everybody else does like that moment at the wedding with the dad crying. Yeah. And she's, she's just smiling along like, oh, you know. Oh, he's a bit emotional. You know, and there's something funny about that because he's obviously having a breakdown because his mum's going to die. Yeah. And she just, Isn't you know, that sweet? He's, he's thinking of yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's, there's just something, yeah, that juxtaposition of, of information, characters having different levels of information. And it's just, it's just funny. And I think it's great that that's been written in to it. Because, yeah. because I think it, yeah. It is just so human to have the need for humor in these moments. Mm. You know, it's too much. It's yeah. too heavy. You can't kind of hold that burden. Mm. You have to laugh about it. Um, and I think this film does that. And it doesn't take away from the seriousness of it. It doesn't, you know, poke fun at the issues. No. It just, or, you know, or, or any one person in particular... It just pokes fun at life. Yeah. Like, isn't life weird? Mm. And isn't it crazy, like, that she'll die? And doesn't that make things, some things, like, ironic and stupid? And, yeah. You know, yeah, just, I don't know. It's done very well and done with affection. Mm. And I think, like you say, you still walk away feeling inherently sad. Mm. But, you know, like, you you've still had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so it balances those two things really well, which yeah. I think is hard to do. But for me, really enjoyable. Like the yeah. only way I can deal with anything like really heavy and awful like that is, yeah. to, is to find the inherent humor and humanity in it. Mm. Um, and I think this film does, does that in buckets. And yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I can't remember what film we were talking about recently, but saying that it's something that some films seem afraid of yeah I think like worried that they will I can't, belittle the yeah, issue we can't or, have a yeah. laugh here because then that will make the serious thing less serious and I think it's the opposite no, in yeah. some ways because by 
yeah, by diving into that that humour, yeah. it just it it gives you such a a fuller perspective of it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I may Uh-oh. quote uh, uh, somebody, I don't know who they are, Christopher Morley. Uh, and this is a quote that I had on my wall as a young man because I was uh, really cool. Uh, it says, Humour is, is perhaps a sense of intellectual perspective, an awareness that some things are really important, others not, and that the two kinds are most oddly jumbled in everyday affairs. I think it does have that kind yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, different levels. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of understanding of these things. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, having something that that does both... The yeah. yin and the yang. Yes. Well, and the nan herself represents that because she, you know, is very loving. Yeah. But she also has these little edges and these yeah. little, you know, life is like that. And I yeah. think it, it represents that very well of this kind of seriousness and humour. Mm. And, you know, like I say, the nan kind of seems to be in both, have her foot in both of those kind yeah. of tones often. She'll be serious and then she'll be like, no, I'm just joking, or you silly yeah. girl, or whatever. Look at your fat bum. Yeah. Type of, you know. Yeah. There's there's a time to be serious and there's a time to not be. Yeah. Um, and I think the film negotiates that very well. Yeah, yeah. They always talk about in terms of screenwriting books of the 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 key to it is conflict. Yeah. And I think yes, that there's a you know it's it's important to have conflict in terms of characters and the story and what's going on and oh i want to do this but if i do that then this will happen and i don't want that to happen either but a film like this also has a lot of conflict in terms of the tone it's yeah. funny but it's sad yeah the the characters are, are nice but sometimes a bit nasty yeah they're warm but they're sometimes a bit shallow the relationships are loving but also full of angst absolutely there's the conflict between the two cultures uh, this is the Chinese culture this yeah. is the western culture there's conflict there so there's so much conflict going on yeah. but it just makes it interesting yeah there's a real kind of melting pot going on yeah mm. um, well my final point uh, is maybe a little point but I think it's I know what it's going to be oh really no maybe not <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to back out um, it's maybe a little point but it's something that I think uh, adds a lot to a lot of films that we watch. Yeah. Uh, and it's the food. Oh, damn it, that's what I was going to say. No, it wasn't, you yes, liar. You yes, liar. Well, you didn't say it, so I don't believe you. Okay. Um, there's something about Chinese food. I knew you were going to... I thought this was going to be your MVP. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it should have been. Um, but yeah, it's just something about it it is the most cinematic of all foods yeah you can almost smell it can't oh you? my goodness just all the little kind of pastries and dumplings and bao and yeah. noodles and, and there's so much steam. eating in this film yeah and so much food and again in a way that says well this is this is what chinese culture does yeah. it's like people get together and they eat together and yeah. that's their social they thing. cook for each other yeah. and it's very it's very um tactile yeah you know, there's a lot of touching and making and yeah you know eating with your hands and yeah, it's very um, labor yeah, very intensive. Kind of, I think because you yeah. never see the you rarely see the mum or the nan anywhere other than the kitchen. They yeah. always make you know yeah. we we'll just finish one meal, or right? Let's get someone. started with the next meal. <laughs> like you need to eat something. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that also shows the kind of cultural thing of feeding. Yeah, you know, a lot of cultures have it. I think, but um, of food is love yeah. type of thing. Like I'm gonna cook for you, and I'm, and it's gonna show you how mm. I care for you. I'm gonna, you know, make sure you're never hungry, and that's yeah. my way of sharing love. 
because you you know you can look at a roast dinner in a film and think oh that looks really nice um, it's a lovely big bowl of pasta and it's all lovely and steamy and ooh, that's wonderful the closest one I think is maybe um, what's it called Chef that John Favreau film where yeah. he starts up that um, yeah. food that truck, food truck thing, and it's yeah. all like Cuban food and Cuban sandwiches and stuff and that oh geez, but then yeah. we watched it and we immediately ordered Chinese takeaway yeah because you just you just want it, it in your so face lovely. as yeah. soon as you see it in the film um, and I yeah it's just great it's just oof. yeah and it does seem like such a like you say a social kind of family there's a lot attached to the food yeah it isn't just food no. it's very much like this kind of shared experience mm. um, and very possibly like you say it's love that's yeah. how characters show that that's yeah. how people show that they love their family by yeah. making this lovely food for them yeah. And eating it with them. This is a shared yeah. experience that we're having. Yeah. Oh, I kind of want some now, actually. Um, so what were your what were your points? Mine were positive, the family dynamic, positive humour, positive, the relationship between Billy and her grandmother, positive, exploration of death and cultural clashes. Death. And then positive, Aquafina. Fina, sorry. So, five on five. It's a five out of five Oh, for my me. goodness. I couldn't think of anything I didn't like. Wonderful. I just, yeah, I just thought it was great. Fantastic. I'm very pleased with you. How about you? Um, my positive, uh, the light in the dark. Chiaroscuro. Um, positive, Xu Zhen Zhao. Just trying nine to dive eye. in with that. Nine Eye. The wonderful Nine Eye. Oh. Uh, positive, shot selection. Positive, delicious food. Uh, and negative Aquafina. Well. So a four out of five for me. A very good film for me, but a spellbinding film. Yes. For Tiffany B. Well, I'm very excited. I'm very glad that you've seen a film that you love so much. Me too. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Does that go onto the list of like favourite films? I think so, yeah. It, I feel like it's one that I would you watch don't, again. You don't bandy about your five out of fives, do you? No, I don't. You're, no. you're uh, very careful with them. Cagey. Very careful. It's very... <laughs> Elusive, <laughs> that five out of five for me. I wouldn't be surprised if to you know to see that on when what well, on the DVD release perhaps. Yeah. Five out of five, Tiffany B. Yeah. Because not a lot of films have it. No. Twentieth century. I'm sure Ruin. I would want um, everyone to know my opinion. Yeah, yeah. From the Flix podcast, listened to by three people annually. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was our uh, spoiler-filled uh, review of. The Farewell, a wonderful film, a wonderful time had by one and all. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any opinions on the film, uh, feel free to get in touch on the Instagram or on the Facebook. Both of them are at Welcome to Flicks. Tiffany B, what did we learn from this little uh, exploration of Chinese culture, of death, and of bow? We learned that daily Tai Chi saves lives daily tai chi saves lives it does it does i like the what what was the noise they were making like ha 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 i was like i might do that you should seems like it would uh be a good like release a good cleanser at the start of the day pop up to the roof and you're taking baxter up for a wee yeah to get out there ha can't hurt ha might try it people are saying excuse me are you insane I'll say maybe. But I learned this from Nine Eye. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>